Hello everyone, we are back once again for your weekly update on all news nerdy. This week we're going to be discussing the rumors regarding potential castings for Superman Legacy. Uh, We have a new David Mamet JFK film, which uh, at least to me seems pretty interesting. The return of Fear Fest, and with it the advent of a new awards ceremony. And then we're going to round out the episode by discussing the announcement of a new Lord of the Rings MMO. I'm your host, Brennan Sim, and this is the New Wave Nerds. Everybody stop what you're doing and listen up. This is an emergency. DEFCON 1. Yes. <laughs> code red. Yes, code red. Uh, we've got a brand new merch line. Heck, yes we do. We're officially dropping merch. We're calling it the Signature Line. And it is gorgeous. Multiple colors. We got t-shirts, crewnecks, sweatshirts. And all the sizes. We don't just got larges. We don't got just, just got XLs. We got all. <laughs> we, we stocked up, baby. Yo, yeah. Extra small to 4X. Yeah. Buy for the whole family. Exactly. We Even might. the little ones. We're going to drop baby merch soon. <laughs> yeah. What in onesies? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So go, go, go shop the merch. Uh, go find the link in our bio. It's on our Beacons page. Uh, it's going to be right at the top there. Yeah. You know, just slap it on. Go to the gym. Work out a little bit. Go on a date and wear that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's high quality, high class, definitely, you know, formal dinner attire. Honestly, you wear that in public, you're going to be getting girls, dude. And guys, women. Whatever you're into. Wh- whatever, whatever you prefer. Let's get back into the episode. All right, so our top news story this week is uh, some info regarding Superman Legacy. So evidently, uh, talent, that is to say actors, <laughs> have been submitting audition tapes for weeks now. Um, but with, you know, the release of, of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and uh, the press tour and, and all the, the standard jazz, James Gunn has only just started watching the tapes. I believe he started watching them in this week. And uh, coming out of THR and a little bit from Deadline, we have some rumors regarding uh, actors who have allegedly auditioned. So as far as these potential casting goes, we obviously have to start with the man himself, the Man of Steel, Superman. So the first name I've got on my list here is a gentleman by the name of David Corin Sweat. Uh, so this is somebody who is known mainly from his role in uh, Pearl, which was a horror movie that came out last year, I want to say. He played the projectionist. Now this film... Uh, I must admit, I have not seen, but I have heard is very good uh, from everyone who's watched it. Shade, uh, my good friend Grace, uh, everybody that I've talked to about it has said that this is a good one. Um, And so I definitely do want to watch it, but unfortunately, I don't think it is streaming anywhere. Um, Oh, it looks like it's it's streaming on Showtime, which I do not have. (laughs) Um, This was not the one... With with Kid Cudi, I believe that was X, which is I want to say the sequel, the sequel to this. Um, let's see, yes, yes, Scott Muscutty is in that one as well, and I in in X that is, and in it I believe he shows uh, his booty cheeks. I know that Shade was very excited about that. Um, <laughs> not that it's I don't think it's necessarily important to the story, but I feel like breaking it up because it, it it's uh. It's pretty funny, to me at least. But David Corn Sweat, again, somebody who I don't know, but just by looking at him, you know, he's a very, very uh, attractive gentleman. Um, I will say, from the photos that I've seen of him, he's not exactly as as jacked as I would like Superman to be. But that being said, you know... Neither was really Christopher Reeve. <laughs> let's let's be honest here. He wasn't exactly a, a beef of a man, um, but Henry Cavill was, and and that's obviously my my litmus test for Superman. Uh, and he's jacked, and he he was obviously a much more of a a comic accurate physique. Um, I'm not so sure about this guy. Like I said, I haven't seen anything in, I haven't seen him in anything, so I have no frame of reference for his ability to act. 
Um, he's not really been in a lot of stuff. I'm looking at his IMDb page now. Um, obviously, I mentioned Pearl. He was in the TV miniseries We Own This City, uh, which was the John Bernthal uh, sort of, I guess you might call it a docudrama. I don't know if that's quite accurate, but it was about corruption in the the Baltimore Police Department, and I heard that was pretty good. It is one that I, I want to watch just because I like John Bernthal. Um, Dave, David Corn Sweat was in every episode of that, but he is a little far down the cast list on IMDb here. I don't know if that's because he wasn't important or just because... You know, he it's organized by pay, and he just didn't get paid a lot because he's relatively unknown. Um, that, is, that is also a distinct possibility. Reportedly, though, at least according to, to THR, which is our main source for this story, he is one of the top contenders. And THR has claimed that he has advanced to the screen test, so past the, the initial phase, and uh, the screen test will reportedly take place on Memorial Day, or not on Memorial Day, rather, after Memorial Day or early June. Um, so, hopefully, we'll, we'll see some leaks. <laughs> we'll see some leaks to see how, he, how well he fits the role. Um, but that, that is, that's interesting. He does definitely have the look. And I've seen a lot of, um, like, fan art fan-made posters on on the Instagram there and it seems like a lot of people he's their top pick uh, as far as you know the 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 leaked names go um, but you know like I said I, I, I have yet to see him in anything so I'm always a little bit hesitant when it's an unknown but that doesn't mean he's not good you know it just means that he has you know a short career <laughs> and uh, everybody's been there at some point um, next up on our list, we have Jacob Alordi, another person who I have n- never heard of, um, though he does he does also have have um, actually no, I was gonna say he does sort of look like he could fit it, but I don't like his face. Uh, no offense, uh, I'm sure many people think he's very attractive, but he looks like he's just got like like douchey eyes. So I'm not here for it, but he is known mostly for his role on Euphoria, the HBO Max TV show, which uh, again I haven't seen, um, but I've heard it's very good. I I want to watch it. It's on my list because I have heard it's good, but I just have not been in a uh, in a TV show mood lately. I've been been in a a more movie mood specifically. Um, like a classic, a classic American movie mood. Like I've been watching movies from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Uh, mostly Humphrey Bogart. I've been going through his filmography because he's one of my favorite actors. So talented. I mean, The Maltese Falcon, Casablanca, Key Largo, um, Black Legion. There's just so many. Um, relatively short career, though. He did die fairly young, and that was unfortunate. But it was not without um, its its classics, but anyways, back to this guy, <laughs> Jake, Jacob Alordi. Uh, he was involved in early rumors, but according to THR, he claims that he never submitted himself into the ring. So that's a little curious. Um, but other people who have who have allegedly uh, been auditioning for this role, we have Tom Brittany. From Grandchester, um, Andrew Richardson, A Call to Spy in The Independent. And then we have uh, two other actors who have, as of yet, not been named, but they have also auditioned. Um, I don't know, you know, based off of the other names we got, I have no guess as to who these other people might be. Um, you know, 20-somethings, relatively unknown so yeah, I, I have no indication. I've been trying to do some digging around, and it would appear that nobody else really has uh, any any guesses as to who these people might be. Um, but yeah, so the, some those, some of those are kind of interesting to me. Um, like I said, I I don't I just I need to see I need to see this David fellow actually perform. 
um, the general consensus on the interwebs is that he's the front runner and that you know he's the the fan favorite. So I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. He he's a very lovely looking gentleman, but uh, I just don't know. Um, you know, I mean, he's got, he's got the, he's got a nice jawline, I suppose. See, the issue is that on IMDb, there just frankly is not that many pictures of him. Um, let's see if, if I can pull up an image of, of somebody's, um, like fan thing that they've done. Yeah, I mean, he looks, he looks pretty, he looks like he could fit it. I don't know. You know, I mean, in this picture, at least, you sort of got the uh, the hair vaguely. It is pretty similar. It's a little... Ah, I don't know. I mean, with a with a good fan edit, you know, you can make anybody look great. So I don't, I don't even, I don't even necessarily think that these are, <laughs> I don't, I don't think these are necessarily important at all. Ooh, this is a gross picture though. Ew, who made this suit? It's like a picture, a, a, a gross Photoshop of like Pattinson's Batman with Corrin Sweat's Superman. And the Superman costume is easily one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Uh, it looks like not like it would be an actual Superman costume, but it would be like the costume that would be made for some like mid nineties like knockoff, <laughs> like not Superman, but if it was like like uh, a TV show about about Mega Man. Well, Mega Man's already a a, a, a property. But you get the gist. Like a, a gross knockoff who's like basically the exact same character but with like a slightly different name so that they can get some money. Um, it's 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 It looks awful. Whoever did this, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I'm not going to name them out of respect, but wow, that is just horrible. Not that I could do better, but I'm also not making these edits and posting them on the internet. So there is a slight difference. But moving on, moving away from the Man of Steel, we have the alf- the ultimate male, Lex Luthor himself. Now, this is one that I am really interested in. Um, as I've discussed before, I mean, Lex Luthor is one of my favorite villains. Um, he's easily one of the most iconic supervillains in, in comic history, I would argue. You know, the, the rivalry between him and Superman is almost as iconic as Batman and Joker. You know, I I that I mean that's not necessarily fair because Batman and Joker they have so many more like iterations. Whereas, you know, we've only seen a few of of the old of of old Lex Luthor there. You know, Gene Hackman in the 70s movies uh who's just phenomenal, but not quite the Lex Luthor that I I really enjoy a little bit more super villain-esque, I guess, a little bit more mustache twirly. Um, and then obviously, you know, Jesse Eisenberg and Batman v Superman. And he was just, ooh, that was just such a, a terrible take. <laughs> that was just a, a terrible take on, on the character. And I don't think that's necessarily Eisenberg's fault. I think that's probably um, a little bit of Zack Snyder's fault, which sucks because obviously I've, I've, you know, thrown Zack Snyder infinite praise for Man of Steel and quite a bit of praise for his his cut of the Justice League. But yeah, no, his his Lex Luthor was basically just like a dollar store joker. You know, it was it was weird. He was just psychotic. Um whereas the Lex Luthor that I'm a bigger fan of is the the um the the mastermind, the the cynical superbly supremely intelligent businessman the man who who views himself as as the hero of the story who is the he views himself as the ultimate man um the savior of mankind against superman and even you know is so charismatic that he finagles his way into the presidency you know i'm thinking much more of the the all-star superman uh lex luther and the the Brian Azzarello, Lee Bermejo, 
uh, comic Luther. Uh, I think that's just it to me at least. That's much more compelling, and I think that is um, it's, it. Just makes for a much more interesting villain. And then there's also the you know the juxt not the juxtaposition, but the um, the fact that it it is then a different character from the Joker. It's a different villain. Uh, you know, you have two distinct villains, and and I think if you don't do that, then you run the route of the Jesse Eisenberg thing, where they're basically just like the same guy, and it's it's not interesting. You know, there's not depth. It's just a very shallow rendition, um, and I don't know. But that being said, I mean, it it seems pretty likely that the Lex Luthor that we're going to be getting in Superman Legacy is going to be more the the businessman, intelligent genius. Um, egomaniac <laughs> that we've seen um just I, and, and obviously i'm just basing that off of the fact that james gunn has said that the all-star superman comic is his main inspiration for this film right and uh, you know that he could be just saying that as like it's inspiration for this style of superman or the relationship between clark kent and lois lane and he's gonna take you know the villain the, the style of Lex Luthor from a different comic. That is obviously possible. I don't know. I just think... I, I find that a little unlikely considering how much he's pushed uh, All-Star Superman that he would he would deviate all too much. I mean, that's you know widely regarded as the greatest Superman comic of all time and maybe not top five greatest, but I would say it's one of my top five favorite comic arcs of all time. Um, that would be an interesting, an interesting episode to do. Mm, make a mental note of that and we'll talk to Shade. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's just, it's incredibly well written. Um, let's see, who's it even by? Grant Morrison. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, no, that is, it's incredibly well written. The, the art is phenomenal. It's, uh, it's a, such a wonderful story. And, and it really is like a love letter to Superman's, you know, hundred year history. Hundred. It, it, it's not a hundred <laughs> because when, when, when was Superman created like 1939? Um, um, let's see. I want to say it was 39. Oh, 38. So at that point it was, you know, probably like, I don't know when that comic was written, but like 60, 70 year history, regardless um, what am I talking about? Oh, yes, Lex Luthor. <laughs> so the the casting that we have, the rumor, I should say, the rumored casting we have for this role is Nicholas Holt. Um, you know, I know him mostly as Beast from the, the rebooted X-Men films. Uh, that is to say, First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and what was the last one? Dark Phoenix? Was it just called Phoenix? I think it was Dark Phoenix. Um, yeah, Dark Phoenix. Um, and I liked him in those. I thought he did really. I thought he did really well uh, in First Class and in Days of Future Past. I mean, they were just absolutely incredible. Obviously, you know, Apocalypse, <laughs> Apocalypse, and um, Dark Phoenix were not. We're we're a little we're a, <laughs> a little lacking in the uh, the story department, uh, and they they weren't exactly as good. But you know, you get what you get. <laughs> you can only do so much. Um, can't ex expect a, a a wonderful quadrilogy. I guess you just have to take it as it is. But yeah, no, he was great in the first two. Um, I don't. I don't really know him from much else. I'm being honest. I know he was in. I guess is in, not was. He is in that new film Renfield with uh, with Nick Cage as Dracula. Um, he was recently in The Menu. Was that? I think that one's on HBO Max currently. I should really stop calling it HBO Max since it's just Max now. But um, yeah, he looks like he was the main guy in that, along with um, Anya Taylor-Joy and Ralph Fiennes. This one that I heard was 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 pretty good, uh, but not as good, <laughs> not as good as it was it as the hype, um, which I I you know that's fair that that seems to be pretty common. Um, 
the media will make the tours saying it's the greatest thing of all time and then it'll it'll only be you know pretty good decent at best um but yeah it's one that i i do plan on watching eventually i believe he was also jrr tolkien in the biopic named tolkien which i didn't know existed but maybe i'll have to watch obviously i'm a huge fan of the lord of the rings and uh and the hobbit and lately i've been wanting to go through a little reread of those um I've been wanting to go through the whole Inklings catalog with uh, some of C.S. Lewis's works. I, I've never read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, um, so I want to read those at some point, but also his his essays and sermons. Uh, I'm currently reading The Weight, the Weight of Glory, so that one's pretty interesting. Um, and then Owen Barfield as well. I just dropped my phone. Owen Barfield as well. Uh, I've Poetic Diction uh, has been on my in on my Amazon wish list for for months now probably a whole year at this point um what am I talking about oh yes <laughs> Nicholas Holt so this this rumor is a little bit interesting because we have some conflicting reports so THR which again is our our main source says that he's up for the role of Lex Luthor but Deadline reports that he is up for the role of Clark Kent um now, I'm not here for him to be Clark Kent. I'm not down for that. But Lex Luthor, I don't know if that's my favorite pick, but I think it is pretty cool. I think it's certainly an interesting pick. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really bad at, at fan castings. Like, I, I'm really bad at doing that. I've never been able to really accurately sort of um, visualize an actor in a role that they've never done before. When I do have castings that I think that are really good, they normally come from other sources. Like I think, well, maybe we haven't talked about this on the episode before, but I've talked about it with Shade. Giancarlo Esposito, I think would be a great Magneto, not Magneto, um, Professor X. But you know, I never, I didn't come up with that. I saw that on the internet. I, I'm really bad at that. <laughs> I'm really bad at that. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. I think it would be interesting. It's something I, I'm certainly, I'm certainly, I'm not discounting it completely. I just don't, I haven't seen, I get, man, it's hard because like I said, you know, we don't know what style of Lex Luthor that he's really going for, that James Gunn is looking to write here. Um, so it's hard to be like, oh yeah, this actor fits this mold because he may fit one style of Lex Luthor and not the other, right? You know, I think Jesse Eisenberg, as much as I dislike that portrayal of Lex Luthor, he did it very well. And I think he he had that nailed, but I don't think he would be able to nail the all-star Superman style of Lex Luthor. It's a very different, different beast. You know, it's a very different style of acting. Uh, the the delivery has to be completely different. Not even to mention the the mannerisms. I don't know. Um, but for other potentials for Lex Luthor, Deadline has claimed that James Gunn is currently checking with a bunch of A list names that he's worked with in the past. So when I read that, I was a little curious because as I've discussed before. I don't know much of what James Gunn has done, right? I mean, he's gone. He, he's gone. He's done Guardians and uh, obviously the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. But I'm looking through and like everything else that he's done really has been like low, like really like not not exactly great things like low rated or um, like low budget small small things that don't exactly have A-list names working on them. So potentials for Lex Luthor based on that are nar narrowed down to essentially the cast of Guardians and the cast of the Suicide Squad. And I don't know who who in here fits Lex Luthor. I, I, I really don't know. Um, oh... Benicio del Toro, that would be weird. Oh, but isn't that kind of interesting? That's like a weird. Oh, I don't. Oh, that that 
that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of tickling me. <laughs> that, that's kind of that's kind of ooh, I might like that one. That's def that's really weird. It's really weird. But am I the only one who thinks that that might actually kind of work? Oh, I mean, I I don't know. Like, you know, right now I'm looking at the IMDb pages for, um, for various James Gunn movies and. You know, I don't know who in Guardians really, really fits that mold. And now I'm looking at, at the Suicide Squad, and I, I don't know. Idris Elba? I'd be down for that. But he's a little old. <laughs> I mean, compared, especially compared to everybody else who is, who's, who's on, like, these lists... You know, he's born in uh, 72, so he's what? Like, wow, almost... Oh, no, he is 60 years old. 61. Uh, no, he will be 61 this September. Um, yeah, that's not... That's a that's a no-go for sure. Um, but that being said, I mean, how old is... How old is, is uh, Benicio Del Toro? He's got to be getting relatively up there too, right? Um, I got to guess at least 50... Um. Oh, he's old, <laughs> older. He was born in '67. Ooh, okay. So yeah, he's he's what sixty sixty five, sixty four, sixty four. Sure. Um. Yeah. That. Yeah. No. Ah. Uh, yeah. That doesn't fit the mold either. I guess, who else do we have? Jimon Honsu? That could be interesting. Oh, he's he's he was born in sixty four too. Man, these guys are these guys are all old. Now, I, he said that he's looking for like a younger cast, but I don't know if he really means if that means younger for everybody, or maybe he just means younger for like, you know, Jimmy Olsen, uh, Clark Kent, Lois Lane. Maybe he's gonna go for for an older. Uh, sort of Gen X, Boomer, <laughs> Boomer. Um, sixty. The sixties is not Boomer. Um, what 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 generation is that? Oh no, I was right originally. Gen X is, is late, mid to late sixties. Okay, so I was pretty close. I think I was close enough. Oh, but Benicio del Toro is a baby boomer, I guess, because he was born in '64. I whatever, <laughs> whatever. I don't, that's not important to the point. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess theoretically he could go for like a younger Kent and Lane, and then go for an older Lex Luthor. But I don't know. I, you know, looking at the rest of this, I just don't know who else it it could be. Peter Serafinowicz? What do I know that guy from? Um, let's see here. Maybe maybe I literally just know him from looking at seeing his him in Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought I knew him from something else, but uh yeah, no, I don't know. There's really just I guess, you know, Man, <laughs> this is so hard. I just feel like he hasn't worked with all that many A-list actors. Michael Rosenbaum. Oh, man. That would be great because he was Lex Luthor in Smallville. And he he's he was also born in 72, so he's he's a little getting up there a little bit, but he's worked with him before on on um what is this called? This game Lollipop Chainsaw. Uh, which I never played, but I do remember seeing the like the cover of in Hastings Bookstore all the time before they went under. But wouldn't that be interesting? Oh, that'd be a fun little Easter egg. I guess it's not an Easter egg, but that'd be a fun little callback to have him return. Um, you know, I don't remember enough of Smallville to say, oh, oh yeah, I don't know. I don't remember much of small enough of Smallville to really say whether or not he was even good in that. Um, 
Oh, it's on Hulu? Okay, guys, don't worry. I'll watch it, and I'll let you know. Oh, it's 10 seasons? Oh, man. I didn't know it went on for 10 seasons. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, maybe I'll try. I'll try and watch that and uh, let you guys know <laughs> if, if he's a good Lex Luthor and if he should come back. But, yeah, I just I don't know who else could really... Who else we're really looking at? It's a relatively short list, it seems like. Maybe I'm missing some. But like I said, I'm not good at, like, you know, fan casting. So if you guys have any ideas, by all means, let us know. And, and, and we'll, we'll consider that for sure, because I've just got no, no frame of reference. Um, final bit of information on Lex Luthor in the film. The part has been labeled as Apex. Which is interesting to me. Um, there's obviously a few possibilities for that. It could just be they're calling him Apex because, you know, in the comics, he sort of views himself as the the Apex Predator, as it were, the the ultimate man, the uh, the the smartest man alive, the the uh, the man who's going to save humanity. Um, so it could just be Apex like that. But there is another possibility in that evidently in the comics there is a variation of Lex called, um, I think it's just Apex Lex Luthor. And in that, he has some superpowers, I believe, and is even able to to travel the multiverse. And he, he talks to different variants of himself. Now, that is interesting, uh, to me at least, because it doesn't mean, per se, that they're going to go for... Earth. It doesn't mean that they're going to go for that iteration of Lex per se, but it does have some implications uh, and some lend a little bit of more credence to the theory that we're going to be heavily uh, basing this story off of All-Star Superman. Because, slight spoilers, I'm not going to go into into too much because I still think you should read the, 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 the storyline, or you can watch the animated movie, I think it's on HBO right now. Um, but I'm I'm, not, I'm only going to do slight spoilers because I still think you should watch it. But through some method, Lex Luthor eventually gives himself the powers of Superman for a short period of time. So that's sort of... That could be what they're going for for Apex. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, it could... It could be that. It could just be that they thought it was a cool name. You know, there's <laughs> there, everybody on the internet is, is reading a little too into things. I think, especially with James Gunn, he's uh, quite quite the troll, um, which we'll get a, a little bit into further on. But moving on with the castings, we have the next of the main characters, Lois Lane. Uh, so for potential. Uh, for, for potential castings for this, we have first up Emma Mackey, uh, who is going to be in Barbie, the new film that is going to be coming out next month, uh, I believe on the same day as Oppenheimer. That's one that everybody seems to be excited for. I'm I'm not. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm sure we'll go watch it because it looks like it's going to be pretty funny. And uh, I think Shade wants to go see it, so I'm sure we'll review it at some point. But I would much rather go see Oppenheimer. Uh, I'm always here for a Nolan film, but regardless, she was she is in that. In addition, she was in Sex Education, uh, Death on the Nile, and the Emily Emily Bronte pick, uh, or gee, mini Christmas, the Emily Bronte biopic named Emily, and I believe she was the titular Emily in that. Um, next up, we have Rachel Brosnahan. I know her mostly from House of Cards, but I suppose she's probably most famous for uh, playing the marvelous Mrs. Mavel. I believe it, that was a show on Amazon Prime, which has won a couple Emmys. Jeez, a couple Emmys. Uh, so it was pretty highly regarded. I think we're going on a couple seasons of that. I have seen some some ads, so maybe that is starting soon. Let's see. Um. Where's the episode guide here? Season 5. Oh, it's already going. Oh, it's almost ended. Uh, the next episode of that is, is the 19th, so that is Friday. Um, yeah, but yeah, I guess that's pretty good. This one is probably not one that I'm going to watch, in all honesty. Maybe I will. 
because um, like I said, I've he- I've heard it's good, but eh. oh, Tony Shaloub, Toby, T- Tony Shalhoub. I never know how to say it. I've heard it both ways, but he's in that. That's interesting. Um, not really that. Not really much else as the, as far as you know casting goes for this. Alex Borstein Borstein is in this. The uh, the voice of Lois Griffin on Family Guy. That's a bit weird. Oh, she was in. <laughs> She was in the 2004 Catwoman movie? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. I forgot that movie existed, dude. Oh, wow. She played uh, uh, somebody named Sally. I don't even know who that is. Oh, Sharon Stone was in this? Francis Conroy? Man, what a crew. <laughs> Yeah, this film, I don't I don't think I've ever actually seen it. I'm not going to lie. Or maybe I have seen it, but I've forgotten it. But yeah, there's a 3.4 out of 10 stars, and the Metacritic score is 27 <laughs> out of 100. So I'm definitely going to want to watch this. Oh, it's on HBO Max? Bet. I will. I will. I'll, <laughs> I'll add that to the list. I really should stop calling it HBO Max since it's just Max now, but whatever. Back on Rachel Brosnahan, uh, according to the THR article, she had an outstanding audition, but she is possibly a little bit older than what James Gunn is looking for. Um, if you'll remember, you know we mentioned earlier, and it's been said quite often that he's looking for like twenty somethings, mid mid twenties, give or take. Uh, and Rachel Brosnahan is thirty two. Um, she doesn't look old, you know. She looks she's very young and beautiful. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it depends on how, how much of a stickler he's being with this young 20 somethings type cast. Um, she's, I mean, she's the biggest name on this list that I have here. So I I suppose it's a possibility. Uh, but that being said, when she was asked, uh, on the view, what a horrible show she was on the view. And while she was there, she was asked if she, if the rumors were true and she said, quote, Take everything you read on the internet with a grain of salt, end quote. But then she went on to add how much she would love to play the character and how it's an iconic role and how she thinks she'd be pretty good for it. So, you know, I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. You know, could just be a big misdirect. Maybe she did audition, but she doesn't think she's going to get it or she's just, you know, being tight-lipped, whatever. Um, Moving on. With this list, we have Phoebe Dynavore, which sounds like a uh, uh, an Autobot, sounds like a, a Transformer. Uh, Phoebe, maybe it's Dynavore. Dynavore, I don't know. Phoebe Dynavore. She was in Bridgerton, uh, a, a television series that I think when it first came out definitely generated a lot of buzz on the TikToks. Um, but I am not on TikTok, and therefore have not watched it, <laughs> um, and I don't necessarily want to. It doesn't look like my type of show, just based off of the, the clips of the trailers that I've seen. Um, and she was Phoebe Den- Dynavore, 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 Dynavore. I'm going to say Dynavore, because uh, it's, it's D-Y-N-E-V-O-R. Sounds like Dynavore to me, but regardless, <laughs> she was also in a television series called Dickensian, so, looks like she's done. Uh, she sort of, she sort of, just got one, one facet of her, um, her acting. One, what am I trying to say here? She's only got one uh, page in her playbook for the time being, and that's mostly, you know, uh, British royalty from like the Victorian era. So, a little bit weird. I'm sure she's done other stuff, but nothing big. Um, and then finally on our list, we have Samara Weaving, known mostly for Ready or Not, uh, but very recently she was in the film uh, Babylon last year, one that uh, I think, you know, it, it was one of those movies that they made expecting to sort of get a bunch of awards, but then I don't think they won a single one at the Oscars, though they were nominated for two, I believe. Um, and I, I think this was a, a lot of people's dark horse pick for for some categories, but yeah, it just it got it it got, it didn't it didn't bring anything home. 
Um, and Samara Weaving was also recently in Scream 6, which I believe, at the box office at least, is the highest grossing Scream movie. Um, I haven't seen a single Scream movie, so I was never particularly interested in this one, but I guess it's at least okay. Um, but that is all that we have for these casting rumors. Now, next up, I do want to address James Gunn's response to the the release of these news stories. So he took to Twitter, uh, to Twitter, gee, many Christmas. He took to Twitter like he's wont to do and said, quote, for all of you asking, I would never comment on who or isn't auditioning in all caps for a role. That's the actor's business only and isn't something I'd make public, oh, man, make public unless they did it first after the fact, like Glenn Howerton or Zachary Levi having auditioned for Star-Lord and being top choices. Why is Glenn Howerton a top choice for Star-Lord? That's Dennis from It's Always Sunny, isn't it? What a weird pick. Um, anyways, <laughs> the rest of this, this tweet goes, For now, only one person has been cast again in all caps, in Superman Legacy, and it isn't any of the regular players in the Superman world. Uh, and then he inserted a mermaid emoji. Now that mermaid emoji has obviously got uh, the the internet pundits all up ablaze, wondering what's going on here. They're, uh, basically, everybody thinks it means that they cast Aquaman, whether whether it means Jason Momoa is back as Aquaman or they cast a new person as Aquaman, that seems to be the general theory. I have heard a few people say that uh, the mermaid is a slight misdirect in that it means not that Aquaman has been cast, but that Jason Momoa has been cast as Lobo. Um, if you'll remember, I believe we talked about this maybe a couple weeks ago, probably even longer than that, but... There was some heavy speculation that Jason Momoa was going to be returning as Lobo. He's always talked about how much he loves the character. And there was this post on his Instagram where he said that he just got off the phone with James Gunn and they he had some there was an update and he was so super excited, uh, but that he couldn't say anything about it. Um, so a lot of people obviously thought that that was that. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not heavily convinced either way, uh, but I think most people are just forgetting something that is a distinct possibility, and that is the fact that the mermaid emoji is a heavy misdirect, and that, yes, somebody has been cast, but it's not related to the mermaid at all, and that he's just trolling, trying to make everybody, uh, you know have their internet buzz and just sort of generate some news stories. Uh, that does seem sort of along the lines of James Gunn's style of humor. It seems like the type of thing that he would do. I think that's a distinct possibility. I don't know how likely it is. Um, but like I said, yeah, I'm not leaning either way. And frankly, I don't, I don't necessarily care. You know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not invested in the Lobo. Uh, I think, obviously, you know, Jason Momoa was a really good Aquaman, but if he were recast, you know, it's not one that I'm going to throw a hissy fit about. Um, as much as I love the character of Aquaman, you know, I, there's, a, there's a nostalgia factor there. Aquaman was one of the the first superheroes whose comics I, I read. Uh, his new 52 run I thought was really good. Um but yeah, as as I've as I've grown up, I I don't dislike him uh, any. I, I don't like him any less than I did then. I just like other heroes more now, uh, and so I, I I never mention him. But I do love the character. There was a I want to say it was a two thousand and three run of Aquaman that I really enjoyed as a kid. Um, I don't. I think he had like a harpoon for a hand. Um, and he had a beard. He was really dope. <laughs> I wish I could find that that comic arc again because that that would be fun to read to see if it's actually good or if I just thought it was good when I was a kid because I thought the harpoon hand was cool. But you know, as always, um, we know literally nothing. 
this film is, is still two years out, I believe. Uh, I don't remember when, but it's it's a 2025 release date, so it's probably going to be you know a year before we get any really exciting updates further. Uh, maybe we'll get a, you know a little casting update here or there over the next six months, but I, I find it kind of unlikely. Um, I don't know. I'm still I'm very excited for this. Um, I'm still a little butthurt about Henry Cavill, but uh, it, as long as it's you know written well, I'm willing to overlook the fact that my boy Henry got snubbed. Um, moving on <laughs> to our second story, we have uh, the David Mamet JFK film, which is titled Assassination. It was previously known as Two Days, 1963. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to read you the synopsis of this because I think it's interesting. It's very intriguing to me. Uh, I'm My curiosity is piqued. Um, so the synopsis is 1963. During I wish I could do like a, a JFK impression. Um, ask not. What you can do for yuck? No, that was that. That's god awful. That was that was really bad, guys. Uh, wow. We can just no nobody mentioned that to me because that was really embarrassing. <laughs> Anyways, nineteen sixty three. Uh, during a crucial justice hearing against organized crime, the head of the Chicago mob orders the assassination. Oh wow, the assassination of President John F. Kennedy Jr., creating a deadly conspiracy while altering the fate of a nation. So I think that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a huge fan of of conspiracy theories. I don't subscribe to a lot of them, um, but I think at the very least, I I, I will entertain literally any conspiracy theory that is put before me. I will, I will think about it and, and uh, come to my own conclusion as to whether or not I believe it's true. But I love to talk about any of them with anyone. Um, you know, hot take, I think the earth is round. But I'll, I like to, I'll love to watch flat earth videos. I'll talk about it with people. It's, it's, I just think th- that they are interesting. <laughs> Even the the crazy ones like the flat earth, they they like itch a part of my brain that I didn't know existed until maybe like 6 years or so ago. They're just supremely fascinating to me. So you you know, you give me a movie that is based like on a conspiracy theory and let me tell you, I'm a, in. I'm here for it. Especially when it's JFK because that is you know the beginning of conspiracy theory culture. That is when it started. the the uh, the assassination and the speculation as to who did it or and why. Um, I mean, back in like the seventies, you know, that was when that was when conspiracy theories became mainstream. After the um, oh geez, what's that commission called? Ah, whatever. I haven't done the research on this in forever, but whatever it was. You know, there was some sketchy stuff about it. Um, and ever since then, people have just been fascinated, myself included. What, as for the script of the film, um, it is based off of the writer's great uncle, Sam Giancana, who was the head of the Chicago mob at the time. Um, and, this, you know, this is the, the aspect of the mob that was run by, by Al Capone and, and the, uh, the Prohibition. Um, and many have speculated that Sam Giancana played a signif- significant role in the assassination of Kennedy. So, as the theory goes, the mob's hand in the assassination was essentially payback for the president's alleged snubbing of Giancana in his campaign against organized crime. Um, you know, he obviously appointed Bobby Kennedy, his brother, uh, as AG, and they they went off. They went after organized crime pretty hard, um, and so, according you know to to the mobsters at least, um, they felt pretty affronted because, according to them, they had played a pretty pretty large role uh, in his election. Now that I'm. I'm not a thousand percent sure has been corroborated with evidence, but it is something that a lot of people do just sort of accept as fact. Now, I don't know if people accept that because 
Um, it's just, you know, in the culture or if it is actually true and I've just forgotten the evidence. But there less, there were a lot of dead people who voted back in that day. <laughs> there were a lot of dead people in Chicago who voted. Um, you know, so I don't know. Obviously, you know, assuming that that's if we assume that the mob did do that, then the question remains, did the mob do that because, you know, they just wanted Kennedy in in the slot in because they thought his um his policies would favor them or was it directed by the Kennedy campaign or or the DNC or whatever? I guess I don't know if the DNC was around back then. I don't know the history of of the 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 national convention or anything but i don't know uh that is that's just something that you know a lot of people have 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 speculated uh over the years and so this this film is billed as the mob's version of of the story um so you know take it take it as you will whether it's factually true or if it's just some mobsters trying to make themselves feel cool i don't know <laughs> um and previous reports have indicated that this film is going to focus on events that took place 48 hours before the assassination. So presumably, um, I would assume that it's going to be, it's going to start off with Kennedy doing something to irritate the mob. And then, you know, throughout the rest of the film, the mob's going to mobilize and, and agonize over the decision. And then in the end, Sam John Khan is going to, you know, pull the plug, uh, issue the hit, and then we'll end with with cat with Ke- with Kennedy's assassination. Um, so I'm I I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be pretty good. <laughs> you know we've got kind of a crazy cast list here. So <coughs> as I mentioned earlier, this is being directed by David Mamet, um, Oscar award winning director and writer. Obviously, you know known for Glenn Gary, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Wag the Dog. Um, House of Games, Hoffa, The Untouchables. So he does sort of have um, a history of doing mob movies. Obviously, the, the Untouchables is Prohibition era. And Hoffa, I haven't seen the film, but it, it is, again, I don't know if this is proven or if it's just widely speculated, but it is one of those things that it is accepted as common knowledge that Jimmy Hoffa, leader of the Teamsters Union, was heavily you know, involved in the mob. Like I said, I haven't done the research in a long time, so I I can't remember if that is actually substantiated or if it's just one of those things that we just sort of, you know, believe in the culture. Not 100% sure. Maybe I'll have to do a, we'll have to do a conspiracy theories episode where we just discuss the assassination of of JFK. That'd be pretty fun. Um, But writing the film, we have, again, David Mamet and also... Uh, Nicolas Celotzi, the gentleman who is the great nephew of Sam Giancana. Um, the cinematographer for, for this film is Robert Elswit, who is the director of photography for There Will Be Blood, uh, another Oscar award-winning film. I believe it it won the Oscar for Best Cinematography and I think Best Actor in a Leading Role. I know it won two Oscars, and I know one of them was cinematography. Can't remember what the second one was, but I know that it was nominated for a bunch. I know it was up for Best Picture and Best Director and, and Best Adapted Screenplay as well. Um, so I I have yet to see it. I'm not going to lie. It's one that has been on my list forever. I think it's on a streaming service somewhere, so it's one that I'll probably have to watch. But as for the actual cast list as far as characters go, we have... Vigo Mortensen, the return of the king, you know, Aragorn himself. Um, we have Al Pacino, you know, it's a mob, moody, a mob movie, so Al Pacino has to be in it. Shia LaBeouf, which is interesting. Um, John Travolta, didn't know he was still making movies. And Courtney Love. So kind of a, 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 a wild cast, but it looks like a pretty good, decent, a pretty decent cast list, I'm not going to lie. So this is one that I will be tuning into. Um, next up on our news stories, we have the return of Fear Fest. I believe this is the second year that they've done this and it is being put on by Fear Demic Games, which is a horror games publisher. 
I have never heard of them. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. And when I went to their Steam page, well, for, first I tried to go to their actual website and it kept giving me like a, I think it was a 503 error. Uh, but when I went to the Steam's, their Steam's publisher, their, oh my Lord, their Steam publisher page, um, doing a cursory glance of like their top rated games, I didn't recognize any of them. So this is not, you know, a, 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 a triple A sort of games company. Um, though I know that those cost millions to make, so there can only <laughs> there can only be so many of them. But this Fear Fest is going to be uh, going September sixth and seventh, and it will be available exclusively on IGN's YouTube and Twitch channels. It's going to begin with a three-hour showcase of 2023 and 2024's most anticipated horror games. And in this showcase, they're going to show trailers, uh, they're going to have some developer interviews, guest appearances, I would assume voice actors for the games, um, game developers as well. So going to be a, pretty interesting to see. Um, this is one that maybe Shade and I will cover because we're big fans of the horror genre, horror games, horror movies. Um, I mean, we, you know, we streamed Outlast at one point, and I know that the the next Outlast game, Outlast Trials, is coming out, and that one is actually co-op. Um, so that'll be really fun. And I, I've heard that it's it's preposterously like disturbing. <laughs> so I'm I'm interested to see if that if that's actually true or if that's just media hype. Um, but at these at the Fear Fest, they're going to be hosting the first ever horror game awards, and those are going to begin on September the seventh. And they will be broadcast live from, quote, the most haunted theater in Krakow. So, I don't know. Are there that many haunted theaters in Krakow? Um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully at least, we see a ghost on the stream. I think that would be fun. I've never seen a ghost in real life. I've never had a supernatural experience. Um... I, I don't know if ghosts are real. I, I would like to think they are because I think it would be fun, but I have no evidence for that, and I think most people who see ghosts are just full of it. Um, but I think they're fun. The same reason I want aliens to be real. Well, not, not quite, not quite. Because I think, there's a, a, I think there's a higher possibility that aliens are real than, than that ghosts are real. I think that, that was a bit of a false equivalency. But... Not important. I'm interested in supernatural things. I would like for some of them to be real. Not all of them. And I don't think... I don't, I don't know. I think most of them are fake. I, I know for a fact <laughs> most of them are fake. But I think it would be fun. I think it would be fun to live in a world where some of these things are, are real and true. Don't you? You know? Wouldn't you like a little bit of flavor? Isn't it a little bit boring sometimes to just, you know be living in a world with only like people am i the, am i the weird one here am i the odd one out i don't know let us let us know <laughs> um but back to this 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 awards ceremony voting for the awards is going to be open to the gaming community uh they're going to be opening next year i don't think they've given us an act or not not next year later this year uh, i don't believe they've given us an actual date and uh, voters will be able to choose between nominees across 15 different categories. So I don't know how, like, what these categories are going to be. Is there really that many categories as, as far as horror games go? I mean, sure, you know, we got, what, writing, like, best story, best design. Obviously, there's going to be an overall. Are they going to divide it by, like, genre? Are we going to be, like, best zombie game? best spooky ghost game, best co-op, I don't know. That's a lot of categories, so I'm curious to see what they really roll out here. But that's a couple months away, um, and so we will, we'll probably be tuning into that, releasing some of the news on our Instagram. Next up, our final story for the week, the announcement of a new Lord of the Rings MMO. Now, this one is, is peculiar, to say the least. So, 
Amazon Games has partnered with uh, the Embracer Group's Middle Earth Enterprises. Um, Embracer Group, you you may remember, is the the company that recently bought a bunch of the the rights to a bunch of various properties in the Third Age, and they're discussing making multiple movies and games and and all that all that jazz. So I guess they this is one of the games that they're doing. Um, it is being developed by Amazon Games Orange County. And this game is separate from the previous Lord of the Rings MMO, Lord of the Rings Online, which I think is relatively popular. I mean, they're still putting updates out for it, even though it came out like 15, 16 years ago. Um, I, I did play a little bit of it back in the day when I was, you know, this was when I was playing WoW a lot. And so I was a big fan of the MMO, um, the MMO genre. I did play it. Um... I don't remember much apart from like the opening quest line, which if I remember correctly, you're like in, you're either, I think you're in the Shire uh, and you have to like escape some Nazgul or something sort of reminiscent of, of fellowship. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was fun, but it, it never drew me in, you know, it was, but, but, then I wasn't necessarily as interested in Lord of the Rings as I am now. So maybe this is one that I'll have to go back to, especially because I, I think it's free, uh, which is something that uh, it's definitely, it's got a, a leg up on, on WoW, <laughs> which is definitely not. It's uh, supremely expensive um, to, to continue playing month on month. But this game, the Lord of the Rings MMO, is currently unnamed, uh, and it is in the early stages of development. Like, very early, I believe. Um, it will, however, be available to... However is not the right word there. Um, it will... It will <laughs> it will be available um, on PC and console, which is a, a, a little interesting to me. I've, I've... I don't know. I mean, I feel like... I guess it's different now that we have the the PS5. It's much more powerful than the PS4. You know, the only other MMO that I'm really well aware of... Oh, I guess Neverwinter. Neverwinter, as well as Star Trek Online. Um, those are available on, on console. I don't think I ever played the console versions of those, though. So I can't really comment on how well, you know, the it transferred over. I will say, I don't... I know that for a while there was discussion about WoW moving to console. I just don't think it... I just don't think it works. I mean, there's so many abilities, you know, there's just not enough buttons on the, on, on the console. I don't think, but you know, what do I know? I've never, I've never, um, you know, created a game. So I'm sure they could probably pare that down. Um, I mean, you know, like Diablo has infinitely less, (laughs) less abilities and, and buttons and, and keys on PC. And when you transfer that to console, I mean, even there you're starting to run out of, of, um, like buttons to press and combinations to do, you know, I don't know, whatever, not my business, not my monkeys, not my circus, but this MMO, uh, will reportedly feature stories from the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings book trilogies. So, well, okay. So here's my thing. When you try to make an MMO, out of something like this is that the main what what are you you're going to make your own character are you going to be involved in in the ongoing story because you can't be too heavily involved right cuz it's going to be weird i don't know i guess uh, i mean you could you know you could obviously you know you could be a a member of of the army of gondor fighting the armies of sauron uh, and ha- and fight a main boss battle there, but it's like, in the back of your mind, aren't you always like, you know, this isn't the most important thing in the world, you know, like this isn't what's going, this isn't the big thing of the universe. Whereas, like, when you're the main character of a game, you sort of want your story to be the main thing, you know. I don't know. I've sort of I've I've thought that about about um, games 
that that are adapted off of of things like that wherein you know you have you create you create your own character and aren't you don't play as an already established character i just think it gets a little bit wonky sometimes i mean are you are you going to be like the 14th member of the fellowship because that doesn't work you know wait 14 how many mem- how many how many people are in the fellowship okay we've got gandalf aragorn legolas gimli Boromir. Is that all of the regular size people? And then the four hobbits. So there's nine. Where did I? Why did I think there was thirteen? Where did I get that from? That was really stupid. I bet my dad is like screaming at his phone, thinking thirteen. <laughs> Anyways, um, one final note on this game is that the uh, Christoph Hartman, who is the the VP at Amazon Games, has said that this is completely new. They're 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 completely revamping um, everything. It's not going to be at all related to the previous Lord of the Lord of the Rings Online game, and it's it's completely different from um, the the Lord of the Rings MMO that they had teased uh, like a, a year or so ago. It's it's completely different, completely new. I think he says that they have all of the story down. At this point, it's just an issue of game mechanics, trying to to figure out how you're going to do everything, which I would imagine is, you know, a monumental task. I don't know. I, like I said, I've never made a game, so I have I have no frame of reference. But man, maybe the story is harder though. No, because I, I mean, you know, you've got when you're doing something like this, you have a jumping off point where it's not like you're making your own story completely from scratch. Um, whereas, you know, if you're trying to come up with new game mechanics and interesting ways to do this and make it different from everything else, I'm sure that's incredibly difficult. But yeah, I mean, this is one, like we said, it's 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 in early stages of development, so we're not going to be seeing anything for a long while. But I just thought it was interesting. A little peculiar. I'm not. I'm not a thousand percent sure I'm gonna play it. I'll probably try it if it's free, but I'm. I'm not gonna make any guarantees. You know, um, MMOs are just like you know they've definitely fallen out of fashion. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's incredible. Maybe it is completely new and 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 fun and and I'll enjoy it. But, um, but yeah, that's all we've got for this week. Please, uh, if you wouldn't mind. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the previous episodes, you know, share them with your friends, with anybody you 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 know, uh, so that we can continue to grow. We've uh, we're we're steadily growing every month. I think we have, we had uh, over the past twenty eight days, we've had like one hundred and fifty downloads, which is you know crazy to think about, but it's um it's it's much better than when we had eight. <laughs> um, and you know, I mean. It it this is something that we really enjoy doing, and uh, we think every once in a while we make a good point, you know, every every now and then, maybe once in a blue moon, or maybe you think we just have really bad takes, you know, maybe you think uh, our our opinions on movies are trash, and so you just want to share it with your friends so that you can make fun of us. That's okay too, um, but either way, you know, we we kind of benefit <laughs> as long as you share the episode. Um, but that's all we've got for this week you know we will be back next time to uh discuss maybe some news or a review we'll 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 figure it out as we get a little closer we just like to wing the show plans a little bit but that is going to wrap us up for this week and therefore we will catch you next time 